Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode from Sacco to Shiva. I'm Chase. And I'm Tom. On today's episode, we're going to cover some studs and duds from week five. We're going to uh, target some waivers on who we're trying to go after. We're going to talk about players that we are ready to drop if we haven't already. And we're going to cover some injuries. Anything else, Tom? Uh, just a few little quick things that I found that I'd like to share, but we'll get into that. Let's start off with injuries. All right, we got a lot of them. What do you, what do you got? Uh, well, the the biggest one that I found was David Johnson hurt his back a little bit in, in his game, and that opened the door for some Chase Edmonds action. Yep, yeah, uh, looked good. Looked good. Sammy Watkins hurt his hamstring in warm-up, so he missed the game pretty much. Brandon Cooks out with a concussion. Gallman for the Giants out with a concussion. Sterling Shepard out with a concussion. Evan Ingram has a, a bruised MCL. Real quick about Sterling Shepard, it is uh, projected that he could be met could miss multiple weeks because this is his second concussion already this year. Yep, it looked pretty bad. Uh, Mason Rudolph, another concussion, got sandwiched between two defenders, was out on his feet and had to be He was out before he ever touched the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, A.J. Green, uh, still nursing an injury. We're going into week six now, so, I mean, that's what we were saying in the preseason. Uh, Devontae Adams hurt his toe. This one was interesting, and I actually picked up uh, his backup was Steven Goskowski went on the IR with a hip injury last week. Yeah. So I picked up Mike Nugent with it on any league that I had a kicker. <laughs> Just because, I mean, I might as well get a high-scoring kicker in an offense, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Barkley is still has a high ankle sprain, but he's been practicing, getting ready, but I think he's going to be held out. And uh, Jalen Samuels today had a knee scope, and he's out for probably about a month. So – with that, if you're the Connor owner, are you going after Benny Snell or are you or are you not even thinking about that right now? Benny Snell hasn't really performed well yet, but I mean it's an opportunity and that's all we're really looking for. So Yeah. Snell actually made my uh my uh waiver. Wire. Yeah. Right. The other quick really news note was uh Zay Jones got traded to Oakland today for a fifth round pick. I think it's irrelevant for Zay Jones and Oakland unless you're reading into if they're concerned about Tyrell Williams. I mean, it gives them another option, basically. Yeah, That was injuries for this week. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to some studs and duds of this week. This week was crazy. We had high-scoring games everywhere. Uh, I think, obviously, the stud of the week at the quarterback position is Deshaun Watson. That's who I had number one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought I didn't think anybody was going to top Russell Wilson's Thursday night game, which was phenomenal, 268, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Again, so efficient. He only threw the ball or threw the ball twenty uh, two times for seventeen completions. Yeah, Wilson's amazing. It it was just crazy. But Watson, Watson did just as well. Yeah, twenty eight completions, thirty three times, mm-hmm. four twenty six, and five touchdowns, forty rushing yards on the ground. Yeah, I mean a phen- another phenomenal game. But again, this was against Atlanta defense that hasn't really shown much teeth this year. So is Dan Quinn a uh, coach that could be on the hot seat? Just like Jay Gruden. There's one other coach that I'm like I asked Anthony about. We should probably mention Jay Gruden got fired too. Oh yeah, Jay Gruden yeah. for Washington. All right, so there's a question I asked Anthony, and he kind of shocked me with his answer. Uh, I told him that I was like Adam Gaze, I think could be a surprise uh, head coach that's fired at the end of the year. He was like, and his response was, "End of the year? I think it could happen before the end of the season." I'm, I and, and the, I, I get it, it's early, but the fact that you're supposed to be a quarterback guru, you're supposed to be able to coach them into these great offenses and all that. And I get you haven't had your star quarterback, but the fact that you've put up, what, six, three, and three points yeah, in I mean, a couple of games, you know? 
but you also got to remember Darnold missed a bunch of time and he wasn't able to practice with him or get him ready like he wants him to. Like, what about I'm not what a about, fan of Gaze. What about Oh, I'm not a fan of Gaze either, but what about uh Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen is a backup quarterback and he's been on fire. Uh, what about Gardner Minshew? He's uh, been on no, fire that's too. An, I mean, that's another one. I'm just saying so that's like the fact that Adam Gaze can't I mean do anything with a backup quarterback a like backup, backup. I mean a, a it doesn't matter. Luke Falk. You can't even get a, a touchdown a game. Yeah, actually, Philadelphia Eagles is one of my shout outs in this in this stud section. So they they had Luke Falk's number and nothing he did was well. So yeah, I I don't know if I, I'm not a fan of Gase. So his offense to me was never ever been a good one. Miami never had a chance with him there. So it's so hard to to have a quarterback guru and not have a quarterback to be to get him improved. And I think that's time. You need time and, you know, get him and Donald together for a okay, full year. Bruce Arians with Jameis Winston. Yeah. I mean, he had you a gave full it, year. I'm just saying. Yeah. We're starting to see. And Arians is known for doing this. I mean, that's no. what he's known for. So Adam Gaze was supposed to be known for this. Man. And that, that's what I'm getting at. That's why I was like, that's why I was like thinking at the end of the year, if Donald doesn't come in and start lighting, like winning games, like if they don't win this week against Dallas, if they don't win the next week or anything like that. It might be one of those things, okay, yeah, we may have messed up. And, I mean, Todd Bowles had the same team and was winning with just defense. Yeah. I mean, not, I he, it wasn't winning seasons, but he was winning games. I, th- I think Bowles is a better coach, but they like Gase for whatever reason. Well, they're just trying to go with what's hot and happening in the NFL right now, like the Sean McVays and the Shanahans, you know, the people that are so offensive-minded that – they're scoring points in exciting ways, and it gets the fan base exciting because not a lot of people like watching. Like your casual fan doesn't like watching a a ten ten or a ten thirteen fourteen seven. Yeah, it's yeah. not fun. I you know to me, Gase was never really a consideration as a head coach, maybe an offensive coordinator, but the Jets saw something else and went that way. All right. So I got one guy that I have to mention just because I, he's never done it before, and that's Teddy Bridgewater. Oh yeah, he, he balled out. He threw uh, twenty six. Completions at 34, uh, 314, four touchdowns and interception. This is the first time in 34 starts that he had 300 yards and four touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah, he, and his average for the other games is 200 yards, one touchdown. Isn't he only 26 years old? Yeah, he's young. You know, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Gridiron Heights on Bleacher Report, but they were, they were talking about how Teddy Bridgewater is the older quarterback between him and Taysom Hill. You know, Taysom Hill's two years older than him. Wow. Well, like, the, uh, or he, no, he, no, either a year or two years. Well, Hill went to BYU, and they have to do a mission after they graduate, so it makes yeah. sense. But, no, it, it just kind of blew me away, and I was like, all right. Who do you uh, got running back? Running back, there, you could take one of three running backs. I think you got to go Aaron Jones from Green Bay. 19 rushes, 107 yards, four touchdowns, seven of eight on uh, targets and receptions, and uh, 75 yards on it. I hate there. to say it, but it was against uh, Danny's team, and that's a shout out. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. The Cowboys suck. Yeah, they they got they got brutalized by him. They didn't have an answer for Aaron Jones. He was actually number one on my list, and number two would be Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, definitely Christian McCaffrey. I actually wrote down one more just because people were doubting him, and I was getting him everywhere I could. And that's uh, Leonard Fournette versus Carolina. Yeah, twenty three rushes, one hundred eight yards, one touchdown. Four receptions on seven targets, 29 yards. He is on pace. Again, as I said last week, it, the pace is staying up. 96 targets on the season, 64 catches. That's amazing. He is number five 
out of all running backs, number five on, uh, in targets out of all running backs. That's behind Christian McCaffrey and people like that. That's I'm amazing. Just, that's it, it's a it's elite company. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's what you want out of a, a, a full time running back. That's that's yeah. your workhorse. That's what you want. Who do you got a wide receiver? Uh, well, you, in my opinion, there's four guys that you have to mention. It's just because of the the weeks they had. If you had if you started any of these guys, if you had them and you lost, I'm sorry, but these guys could have won you either week by themselves. Uh, I know you're probably going to go with one guy. I'm going to go with the guy that I've been a fan of since last year as a rookie. I'm going DJ Chark, all right? Eight receptions, 164 yards, two touchdowns. This guy is a week-in, week-out starter. You start him every week, guys. I mean, there's just nothing you can do. Uh, Gardner Minshew, as long as he's the starter, DJ Chark's going to be a top-10 wide receiver, and the pace is ridiculous. I believe on the season in PPR leagues, he is the number five wide receiver. He right is now. number five. That's that's amazing for a guy that was drafted last year and just coming into his own this year. Great, awesome, phenomenal. His measurables were freakish. Yep. So uh, I'll mention the other guy just because Will Fuller, 14 receptions, 217 yards, three touchdowns, caught. He had 17 targets this game, so he probably left a little bit out there. It's I'm, still amazing. I'm just going to point out, guys, this is not sustainable. He's not going to do this every game because this is that's this is a, a once in a lifetime game yeah like he he's had, never gonna have a game like this again ever. he had 48 percent of his team's passing uh targets he had what 50 percent of their passing yards yeah it, it was an amazing week for him so i mean and the, he the had, highlight of his career basically. and he had three touchdowns so i mean he had he he won that game by himself but again that atlanta defense right now they're so banged up they're so yep. injured I thought they were going to be good this year, and it's just it's not happening you know, for him. He he just picked them apart, and sometimes you're, it's like it's your week, and I don't think he's going to be he, just off of this week. He actually jumped into the top ten of uh, wide receivers on season rankings. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I week. think before this week he was like thirtieth. Yeah, he was way down there. Yeah. All right, well, let's do one more, and then one more, or that mention them too, both of them. Uh, Michael Thomas and uh, Mark Cooper both yeah. had both had days. Any any time you get over two hundred yards, I think you have to get a mention. Yeah, both of them had eleven receptions. One uh, Cooper had two twenty six and a touchdown. Uh, Michael Thomas can't guard Mike guys. One hundred eighty two and two touchdowns. Hey, it goes back to Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. All right. So you got anybody at tight end? Yeah, you got got to mention uh, Everett. Yep, that's who. I, that was my number one. Cleveland guy. seven of eleven, one hundred thirty six yards. There, I have a caveat on the Rams guys, and this this is my little stat, my little takeaway, I guess. Okay. How many times have they passed in the last two games? I don't even know. 117 times. Somebody has to get targets, right? Yes and no. Yes and no. I, I get that. But 117 times, and this is like, it's that's not a pace I think that they, they're going to keep up. They have to try winning games a different way because if they're passing 117 times every two games, on that pace, how many passes are they on for for a sixteen game season? Shit, thirty two. No, more than that. No, Damn. how many? How many pass uh, attempts? Shit, a lot. Let's just say seven hundred and fifty. Let's just say yeah. Let's just say fifty a game. That's yeah. You can't sustain that. That's way too high. That that's that's league record, like easy, and then shattering. Yeah, shattering the record. I will say that. Uh, Quarterback, I can't think of his name. Jared Goff. Yeah, he seems a lot more comfortable throwing the ball to that short and intermediate, the the area where Everett and Cooper Cup like make a living, than he is throwing outside to Cooks or Woods at this point. 
All right, so if they were to pass 117 times for the course of a 16-game span, we're talking about 936 <laughs> passes for a season. They're yeah, not going to do that. There's no way. Uh, I'm not saying they're not going to pass a lot, but there's no way they do that. Jared Goff's arm would be shot. Yeah, like, he can't. He, you think Cam's uh, throwing shoulders bad? Goff's would be worse. Yeah, you can't like, do that. By the end of it, it's just, it's just going to be hamburger up there. I wrote down another guy is uh, Zach Ertz, just because he had uh, five for fifty-seven in touchdown. I mean, that's that's pretty good for a tight end. Well, that's what you expect out of like yep. you know a week in week out starter. Do you got anybody for defense or skip it? Uh, I mean, you could mention Philadelphia Eagles. That's all I did. Two ten sacks, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, only gave up six points. They oh. finally got into the sacks. Yeah, in one game. Yeah, and I think uh, Brandon Graham had like four sacks. That's freaking crazy. By the way, no sack competes with uh, what Joey Bosa did last night. Oh, planted flag and everything. You know, it, it's crazy because, like, uh, Baker Mayfield did that in Ohio. Now he plays in Ohio. Nick Bosa. No, but Baker Mayfield planted the flag in Ohio State in the center yeah, of their field. Yeah, yeah. He did it out of spite uh, because of rivalry between Ohio State and Oklahoma. But now Baker Mayfield's the quarterback in Ohio, right? Yep. Cleveland, Ohio. And Nick Bosa... Obviously, he doesn't like him. They obviously there's some bad blood between them, but I thought it like for a guy that doesn't talk and has just been quiet. He had his best game of his career, his young career yet, and he made a statement after that little strip sack that he had, and just he didn't even like the balls just going out. I don't know if it was. I mean, he just starts walking down and waving an yeah. imaginary flag and just yeah. plants on the ground. It's like that was a great celebration, and I hope to see that every time they play. Yeah, that's an amazing. That's a great rivalry. Yeah. Speaking of Baker. He's he's my number one dud of the week. I actually didn't mention him because I'm going to mention mention him later on. So I guess right. we'll get that. Uh, eight of twenty two for 100 yards, two interceptions. He looked horrible on Monday Night Football. Yeah, uh, I have two duds at quarterback. I'm going to say Jacoby Brissett because we all uh, pictured him to do more than what he did against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Although he, I mean, he still had a rushing touchdown, which kind of saved his game, especially if you're in a four point per passing touchdown uh, league. But that's just one of those things. It's not enough to uh, to start him. He finished with like ten points. But really, my dud of the week is Lamar Jackson versus Pittsburgh. It's a division game. He was 19 of 28, 161 yards, a touchdown, and uh, three TD or one t- three interceptions. But 14 for 70 on the ground. He can save his day by rushing, and he did it. Yeah, he was uh, the other guy on my list was Lamar Jackson. Yeah, uh, with Percet, I think he did just <laughs> enough to win, and that's what they were hoping for. So. Yeah. Uh, how about running back? What do you have for running back? Well, I'm going to go with the running back that I said was my sit of the week, and that was Nick Chubb on the Start Sit podcast I did, the solo one on Saturday. I had mentioned that I was uh, um, benching Nick Chubb versus San Francisco because they are one of two teams in the NFL right now that has not given a touchdown to any running back of any kind, passing, uh, or receiving, or uh, rushing at all. So Nick Chubb finished uh, with just 87 yards. One reception, twelve yards. Yeah, that's okay. Nothing. I special. mean, it's, it was it. well. It was thir- I think thirty three on the on the week. Yeah, nothing great. Yeah. So not not startable. Not startable. So my guy would be Le'Veon Bell. Another game with less than a hundred yards from scrimmage. Uh, he had fifteen carries for forty three, caught seven balls for forty five. So was that eighty eight yards combined? Uh, so. We knew, though, that Philadelphia is the best rush defense. Yeah, he wasn't well, going like, to run. When it comes to yards per carry, they're the best rush defense yeah. in the NFL. Agreed. It's, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're super good. Like 2.6 2. 2. or 2.8 per rush. I think it's 2.2. 2. Something like that. It, yeah. it, like, it's, it's, it's not It's good. small. 
And they don't, they, the only area they're weak on is letting running backs catch the ball, but they don't give them much yards after catch. Yes. Seven for 45 is not much. Yeah. All right. uh, So, wide receiver, who do you got? Well, number one's got to be Mike Evans, right? Yeah. I was going to target zero reception. I was going to put him, but I figured that was yours. Uh, Is that a buy low for you right now? If I can get somebody with that type of talent for cheap, yeah, I'm going to buy low. What's what's cheap? Well, I would say somebody like Sterling Shepard, Mike Williams. Well, Sterling Shepard just got injured, injured so yeah, that's probably not guy. making that. Yeah. Mike what? Williams. Cal- uh, how about Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley just had a big game, but I th- I don't know. I That's a tough one. I think I would go Mike Evans over Calvin Ridley. That's that's about where I'm thinking right what now. What about Juju? Would you at this point would you trade mm-hmm. Juju for Mike Evans in a a season long league redraft? Yeah, I would. So you, okay. Yeah. I, I would. I'd like Evans' physical attributes better than I like Juju's at this point. And we know Mike Evans can do it. Yeah, by himself and even with tough coverage. Uh, so Marshall far, Lattimore is pretty good. So. Yeah, well, so far we're seeing the ups and downs of getting used to a new system. Yeah, that's how I see it. All right, uh, mine's going to be uh, Robert Woods. He uh, played Seattle. Uh, the reason why is again they've been passing so much. They passed forty nine times. In one game, and Robert Woods had nine targets, only five catches for 48 yards. If you're passing that much, you need to be more productive. Yeah. Right? And that that's what worries me is just somebody who I like I would have been the – I mean, I would have put as a poster child of consistency of 10-plus mm-hmm. points, like 10 to 15 points every game last year. I mean, I was just kind of disappointed that's what he had. So I think, I, like I said earlier, I think that's – golf is transitioning from favoring – Woods and Cooks outside to bring in Everett and Cup inside. Everett did great outside. Everett, Everett was nice, yeah. Yeah. All right, who's your uh, dud at tight end? So we've been banging a drum on starting tight ends against Arizona, and this guy was the latest one. It was Tyler Eifert going against Arizona. Arizona's been horrible against tight ends, and Eifert had four targets, caught two of them for 14 yards. And if for the streamer guys, this one really hurts them because now – they didn't get much out of Eifert, and they were expecting a big game. Yeah. So, not much there. Maybe it's just one of those things, though, that you still have to be talented. I mean, not saying he's not talented. He's he's an NFL player. It's just he's not like the other Titans that have been there. Maybe. That's you a know, possibility. They're just a different type of uh, athlete than he is. Who do you got? I actually have Mark Andrews and Jordan Howard. Oh. Uh, so Mark Andrews. We had a great first two weeks from him. It was phenomenal. It was eye-opening. Everybody was like, oh, great. The one thing that hasn't changed is that snap counts haven't gone up. They've been staying in between like 44 and 52% all season. They haven't gone up more than 53%, actually. Uh, And then these last three weeks, he's just kind of like he missed a game or was injured a little bit. a game, but he's still got the same amount of targets, and he just hasn't really done anything. He's actually had less than, I want to say, 11 points each of the last three weeks. This week, he had uh, five receptions for 45 yards, so nine and a half points. The, my worry about with uh, Mark Andrews is he's not getting a full workload, uh, like not a full tight end workload. So, I mean, getting 52, 53, 44% of the snap counts, most uh, tight ends that like I'm wanting to start and that I feel confident in starting are going to be the ones that are getting 70-plus percent of the snap counts, which, I mean, we'll kind of get into later. But, again, Gerald Everett just had 70-plus percent of the snap counts. Yeah. So, you know, when you're on the field, you get the opportunity to make those plays. But my thing with Andrews is there's just too much depth at tight end there. They, I mean, 
Hayden Hurst was a freak athlete, still is. So that's just somebody else you have to worry about. I mean, Hayden Hurst is definitely the better blocker out of the two, and that puts him on the field more often yeah. than Andrews. All right. So I think that covers up our studs and duds really oh, quickly. Oh, I got a bad defense. All right, yeah. Chicago versus Oakland. <laughs> it's a London game, so, you, you know. See, you see Gruden's dance? Oh, yeah, that was ugly. That was, that, that, that I, was don't, I don't want to watch it again, but, yeah, it was pretty funny. Go on and check it out on YouTube if yeah. you want. So Chicago gave up 24 points to Oakland. Didn't get any sacks, no interceptions. I think they had one forced fumble, and that was it. They never got pressure on the quarterback. Chase, uh, not Chase, uh, Carr got the ball out in a hurry. Never felt the pressure that that Chicago has, and uh, Chicago blew a dud. All right, so I want to give a shout-out to one of my buddies because I'm about to talk about the Chicago Bears for for him. Well, not necessarily for him, but I had to uh, talk to him. My buddy Michael Gibson, he's in the SSAW. Okay. He is a big-time Chicago guy. Big time. Don't don't trash talk his Bears type thing. Like this guy will stand up for him no matter how bad, how good they are. Like he he will go to bat. And I, I got you gotta give you gotta give people like that credit that like no matter what they are die hard and they're willing to throw down for it. Yep. Uh I mean fly equals fly, that's how I am. I mean, I'm sure you are with the Packers. Yeah. So, anyways, my question was about Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has a ridiculous uh target share uh this season. He's had seven targets in every game. Yeah, but since Daniel has been on the field, he is catching a hundred percent of his passes, a hundred percent. Okay, and I get Daniel is more of a checkdown, and this is what I was talking to him. I was like, so as a, I told him I was like, as a fantasy owner, should I be worried that Daniel's the starter and A Rob's uh, producing, or is it like just A Rob putting together? He's like, A Rob already had it together. It's just the thing is, is uh, Chase Daniel is the more accurate quarterback. So then I just prodded, prodded a little bit more, and I asked. Uh, is that going to, like, does it raise you concerns if Trubisky's going to be the starter when he gets back? He goes, it's still Trubisky's job. Daniel's not going to keep the job. So it kind of brought me up, should I be selling high on Allen Robinson knowing that Trubisky is going to be coming back? I don't think so. And I think Robinson is still going to be the number one guy on this team because if you remember the first week, he had two, I think it was two touchdowns and had like 101 yards on the season or for the game. And, I mean, that's a number one wide receiver all day long. Is he going to be a top 12 guy every single week? Probably not, but that's just the way the league works. So wouldn't, he, wouldn't that set him up, though, for a sell high? Because Mitch Trubisky was struggling really bad. He wasn't going through his progressions. He was fixating on reads. And the reason why I asked Michael is being a Chicago fan, I knew he watched every game. I knew right. he watched every snap. He didn't miss a snap. And me just looking at stat sheets and box scores, I'm not going to be able to see that. I'm not going to be able to see what he sees. He's going to be able, and he's one of those guys, I'm sure he'll go to bat for his team, like I said, no matter what. But he's probably one of those guys that can also sit there and watch his team and be able to, okay, this is what they need to improve on. Like, why are they doing this? He's going to be he's going to be mad at them when they're doing something wrong because he cares. Right. You know, for me, it doesn't matter if they do something wrong because I'm going to look at him like, okay, right. it's not my team. You're, you're not a fan of the team. You're just looking at objectively, not really caring. So that's, that's why I wanted somebody that had, like, heart in it, that had passion in it, and – no, I loved his takes on it. Like again, Daniel does look like a uh, team, uh, like more of a checkdown guy, and that's what makes him more accurate. And I think that's what makes Allen Robinson fantasy relevant right now. And he agreed with that, and it, I, that's why I think Allen Robinson's a sell high. I love the future. Allen Robinson's talent. Oh, I do out. too. Like I thought he was amazing in Jacksonville. I loved having him on any team that I can get him on. And in Chicago, I mean, I, we're probably just seeing him getting used to the offense, no matter who the quarterback is. You know. It doesn't matter. You're going to make a back shoulder throw. 
whoever the quarterback is, and most of the time he's going to catch him. But I don't. Who would that, you sell him for? See, I I don't know right now. Calvin like, Ridley, Mike Evans. Oh yeah, I'll I'll take either one of them for him right now. But I don't think people would be able to like. I don't know. I think people still might be gun shy on him. I think a lot of people have the view that he's a number two wide receiver at this point. But he's getting number one targets. Yeah, he definitely seven is. targets every definitely game. Definitely is at least seven targets every game. All right. Let's go on ahead and uh, move on. We got what do you want to go to? Players that we're going to be dropping or players that we want to pick up on waiver wire? Let's do the drops, the cuts. All right, guys. I'm going to go out here and just say it. Go I'm dropping Baker Mayfield. Okay. Like, I just he's he's not fantasy relevant. He's the 26th quarterback right now. Yeah. You know who's higher than him? Uh just about everybody. Andy Dalton. Thank you. Move on. All right. I'm dropping Cam Newton, 36th quarterback overall. He's still injured. We don't know when he's coming back. So. And Kyle Allen, it, that should be his job at this yep. point. He's he's looking good. They're 3-0 with Kyle Allen. Yeah, why not? Let him keep going. All right, uh, I'm dropping Nelson Aguilar. I don't know if you all still had him on his team, but it's not somebody that's going to be producing. He still dropped two passes. He dropped two passes. He only had three targets and dropped two this week. Yeah, I, I get we the, the Eagles won. Yay, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> but, man, just catch the damn ball. Like, I'm- Carson Wentz has more dropped passes than any other quarterback right now in the league. Is that on him or is that on his wide receivers? It's a dropped pass. That's not on him. It's a dropped pass. All right. Speaking of dropped passes, I'm dropping Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And and redraft for sure. Yeah, redraft definitely. I'm speaking all of redrafts on mine. Yeah. Um, I'm dropping OJ Howard. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yep. I want I want him off my team. Uh, OJ Howard's just not doing anything, mm-hmm. and it's not because he's not talented. We were hoping that Bruce Arians, for once, would have the most talented tight end he's ever had, and he's going to start utilizing him and doing things with him. Man, he's just not using him at all. Like he's just going back to his old uh, Arians philosophy. Yeah, get it to the wide receivers, let him yeah. make plays. I am dropping Kalen Balaj. Some people still had hope. I think the hope has died. Oh, I, I wouldn't have even had him rostered at this point. And, You'd be uh, surprised. There's people um, who still have him rostered. All right. Uh, I'm going to say in redraft, I'm dropping Latavius Murray. He was the, my last guy. Yep. Yep. I, I just. Well, he's not involved in this offense. The only thing it, you're hoping for is an injury to Kamara. Oh, you don't hope for that. But, but I mean, don't, that's don't, the only don't way. Don't even speak that into existence. Yeah. I scratched that. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but that's yeah. what you're. If you have a Murray, that's what you're hoping for. All right, let's get to some some waiver wires. Unless you got a question you want to ask. Oh shit! Oh, I see you didn't have a question. He's not prepared today, guys. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Let's see. So we're in the Halloween season, right? So let's make it a Halloween oh, theme. By the way, I actually was because I wasn't prepared for that Hall- the movie yeah, question yeah. the last time you asked. And I was really thinking about because I found out the uh, title of that yep. it was behind the mask, a uh, story of uh, or the untold story or whatever of Leslie, whatever. And it's a it's a good movie, but I was really thinking of all my favorite actual Halloween, like on Halloween Day movies and stuff like that, whether it be like Hocus Pocus or anything like yeah. that. Have you ever seen Trick or Treat? No. Or Trick or Treat, whatever you want to say. No. What like it brings in like all the different Halloween, like I wouldn't say necessarily cliches, but all the different like mythologies and you know stories to it and it, it's a really good movie and it's it, it's a movie i've been like i i looked on hulu for it netflix uh can't, all of them and i can't find it and i'm just like man i'm just gonna have to go buy this at vintage stock because oh i want to see it right now and my wife's just like okay i don't care what how old were you when you decided you were too old to go trick-or-treating 
You can be too old to go trick or treating. I still dress up. M- me and my brother. So actually, I, I I haven't dressed up in a while, but that's because most of the time I've worked in the casino, and a lot of the outfits I would wear wouldn't be like you know yeah. friendly enough for it. Uh, and I usually worked on Halloween's just because, again, when you work the nightlife, you don't really get to pick your days off. So when it comes to I don't think it was that I ever decided I was too old to go trick-or-treating because I would still go today. But as I kind of like got older, my parents were like, oh, I'm, we're going to go do something. Can you come over and hand out candy? Like last year, having my daughter and all that, we kind of like walked around with Sophia. We mm-hmm. really didn't. She was, she was too young to get candy. Yep. This year, I'm, we're going to take her like trunk-or-treating or trick-or-treating, whatever it may be. Bring her to my neighborhood. And uh, we were in my parents' little neighborhood in our house, and I was just handing out candy. And I just loved it. Like, all these kids in these costumes, they were coming up. They were funny. One little girl uh, came up dressed as one of the uh, characters from, uh, ah, God, it's a... Uh, if you say Dragon Ball Z. No, no, no. It, it was a Tom Hanks movie. I'm trying to think of it. God, Glenn is going to hate me for this. It's, it's the baseball movie. There's no cry- crying oh, in baseball. Uh, a League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. That's it. She came, they, like It was uh, two sisters. Uh, they came up and they were dressed up as... The, the two, two sisters, sisters. Dottie and yeah. somebody else. I can't remember I, the other one. But it, it cracked me up. That's and I was awesome. like, I was like, that is the cutest thing I've ever seen. That's awesome. And I was like, to the fact that they dressed him up like I was like, clearly it had to be the parents' idea. But I saw this guy come up and his son was in a uh, X-Wing fighter because he was in a wheelchair. But like, I love seeing things like that. And it's, oh man. And the kids, like, I made them like come up and like be like, rawr, and like say something. <laughs> I'm like, and my dad's like, just give one kid per candy. I was like, okay, my dad says one candy per y'all, but like, just grab two or three. Like, go on ahead, take them, take them. Just, just like, take a handful. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, but I was having fun with it, and I, I think I found more joy in that uh, than I ever did. Listen, trick-treating. you could sit at my house and hand out candy because we get <laughs> a lot of kids come through. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, all right, what about you? When did uh, you decide? It had to be a teenager, and I was probably maybe a junior in high school. You know, you want to milk free candy for as long as you can. Well, I'm just saying, like that. Like, I would have waited till I was like 20, but I was kind of short, so uh, you probably could have pulled it off. No. So what's funny is my cousin. I told you. Uh, I think we were yeah. talking about that. Yeah, yeah. We uh, heard that one last week. Yeah. All right, let's get to the waivers. So this week we've got uh, bye weeks for Buffalo, Chicago, Indy, and the Raiders. Yep. Right. Four teams on bye. Four teams on bye. Uh. So with that, we're missing Jacoby Brissett, who's been a top 10 quarterback through uh, five weeks. Uh, you're missing Chase Daniels. You're missing David Montgomery. You're missing Josh, Josh Allen, J- who's been a top 15 quarterback. D- uh, Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Allen Robinson, we just talked yeah. about it. Ty Hilton. Marlon Mack. So j- these are just players to keep in mind that, hey, I'm not going to have them this week. Do I want to drop them? Am I going to go pick up somebody else? How am I going to play this? Right off, right off the bat, if any, and with how, I mean, maybe you drafted Drew Brees and your backup was Josh Allen, and that's how you played it. Not a bad strategy, but now that you're missing both quarterbacks this week, it's surprising that I mean I know Kirk Cousins has been bad, but he's playing uh, Philly and he's at home in uh, mm-hmm. in Minnesota, and he's only 54 percent owned. Yeah, uh, grab go grab Kirk Cousins against that Eagles secondary. It is atrocious. Yeah, he was he was on my list too. Yep. Uh, Gardner Minshew still available in 77 percent of leagues. Yep, I I actually have him 78 percent, but yeah, but, so, yeah, yeah, it was. And close. he's facing uh, New Orleans, who has. Uh, through the first three weeks was the worst against quarterback. Uh, now I believe they're like the 28th. They had a couple guys return, and that's why you're seeing a little bit of a jump. But still, he's still a good start for this week. He's the, one of the one of the I think three quarterbacks that had 16 standard points every single week that he started. Yeah. Uh, so 
he's actually I think he's a top twelve quarterback now. I uh, I could see that. I'll yeah. have to look it up real quick, but I mean this past week he put up twenty points. It was the first of the season, and he's one of uh, a few quarterbacks who's had uh, fifteen points in however many consecutive starts. I think it's four. I think I thought it was five. Maybe it's five. I think or said, this will be five. Yeah, my phone might die, but we'll we'll see. That's all right. So that was uh, we both had a quarterback on that one. All right, who do you got for uh, running back or any other position that you might have? So this week we're getting a little thin. There wasn't a whole lot of moving going on. So the guy that I'm looking for is Chase Edmonds to back up David Johnson just in case David Johnson's back tightens up and he's not able to play. This guy could step right in and, and do you know decent amount of work as to what David Johnson would do. So Gardner Minshew on the season is QB 11. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And he's got, went uh, 17, 16 and a half, 17.9, and a half, and 21. So at least 16 every single week. Yeah, and it, he hasn't had an easy schedule. Oh, there goes my phone. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye, phone. All right. Uh, Chase Edmonds was mine uh, probably between Edmonds and Edo Smith. Edmonds, for me, uh, his priority depends on if DJ's in or out, but we won't know that before waivers. Right. So I'm going to prioritize uh, Edo Smith versus Arizona. He's uh, 30% owned, so he's available in 70% in leagues. He's in a true 50-50 timeshare with uh, – Freeman and if Freeman gets hurt, he's the guy. Yeah, he's and the only he's, guy. He's doing good. I mean, I know they got uh, what Kadri Allison there. Uh, Brian but, Hill was there, so, but I just Edo Smith looks like the guy they're kind of grooming right now. I will say that this Atlanta team is having a hard time running between the tackles, and Edo Smith has a little bit more wiggle to his game than Devontae Freeman does at this point. Yeah, so, especially yeah. in their career. Yep, not not a bad guy to, to grab. All right, who you got at wide receiver? Uh, Darius, is it? I think it was Darius Slayton for the Giants. Yeah, Giants have so many injuries at this point. Somebody's got to play. So the reason why I'm kind of off on him is I believe he goes on by next week, and this week he has New England. That's the only reason why I was going to mention him, or else it would have been a phenomenal pickup for mm-hmm. me. Uh, so Slayton last week caught four or five balls for 62 yards and a touchdown. Why can't he do that again against New England? Somebody, they're going to have to move the ball somehow. New England, Somehow. New England's defense, New, New England's defense looks good enough that they could probably hold them to three points. Do you know that New England defense is giving up less than a touchdown a game? Yeah, I know. That's why I just said they could probably but, hold them to three points. But it's such a, a horribly easy schedule at this point that it's ridiculous. And actually, it actually, they gave up what nine points this, last week. Was it nine? Oh, yeah. this this was the first week that New England was actually behind in a game. Yeah, amazing stats by their defense right now. Go Colt McCoy. What right. do you got next? So my number one wide receiver is available in 50% of the leagues, and that's Jamison Crowder. Darnold comes back, man. And what we see week one with Darnold and uh, Crowder? Love this. What slot. was it, 14 receptions? But yeah, 14 for, was it 98, 98 receiving yards, something like that? Yeah, it was under 100. I, I don't even care what it is. If he had 14 receptions, I want to take a chance on that again. If he's available in 50% of the leagues, I'm going to get him. I'm going to pick him up. I'm probably not starting him this week. Because out of the teams that are on by, I don't think there's anybody that would be. I mean, unless you're just that deep of a league or that that tough, I'm not starting Crowder this week. But I'm picking him up in case he does. Yeah, why not? Be be proactive rather than reactive. Yeah. All right. Who do you have at tight end? I mean, Gerald Everett. We I, already talked about him. I have one other, and that's just because he could return for Week Six. Hunter Henry. Yeah, I saw the news of that breaking this uh, early. Like, this I week. I don't I don't think he actually plays this week, but. Maybe you pick him up in stash. I mean, as, as we've seen, tight ends have been kind of oddly bad this year. And the wide receiver landscape 
has been crazy good. I can't remember the last time that like through the like the first five weeks that the number twelve wide receiver is still putting up like twenty plus points. Yeah, it's it's been great for wide receivers. There's no question. Like, like I was sitting there, I was like trying to look at like all the receivers, like who's a bust and all that. And I'm going all the way down to like thirty plus wide. Like I'm at like number thirty three wide receiver, and they're still at ten plus points. I'm like, you know, this like these. Yeah, it's a bad game for that specific player, but for what you expect from him. But it's one of those things. I was like, man, like he, they're still, you know. Well, speaking of injuries, I'll I'll flip that to my guy, and it's because of an injury in New England that one of your guys is going to get a chance, and that's Jacoby Myers. Philip Dorsett got hurt, and there's playing on Thursday night, so there's probably not going to be enough time for him to heal, and that means Jacoby Myers gets a chance, at least a chance. So at a, a deep, deep wide receiver stash right there or a play if you really, really I mean, need if you're in a deep, deep league, yes. Well, yes. Edelman is still the number one. Gordon's still number two. Then you got the backfield, you know. You know what I hate about myself? I feel like I'm always a year behind, like a year too early on players. Like last year, I was so sold that DJ Chark was going to be the best rookie wide receiver, so and then now, now, now he's doing well. And like, there's been a few other players like that. But I was just like, I, feel, I was like, man, watch Jacoby Myers not not do anything this year and that's, the next year. Like, I was like, man. But that's amazing for Dynasty, and that's why we play yeah. redraft and Dynasty and yeah. all these other forms because the knowledge that you gain from doing the studying helps you out in other areas. And that's all right, give me phenomenal. one more bonus. Uh, Waiver wire player, and then where we're at the zone. Oh shit! Well, I got I got three interesting stats before we get there. All right, so. go ahead and give me uh, one waiver wire player. How about uh, I'll I'll let's let me do defense. I'll take Seattle Seahawks against Cleveland. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, go Kiki QT versus Kansas City. Okay, if Stills is out, that's a kind of caveat. But okay. yeah, we're not going to know, but it'll be somebody I'll pick up. That's right. that, I, I like Kiki QT too. He, I mean, he showed some elite skills before he got injured. He just has those small tissue injuries that linger. Yep. But for his type of wide receiver, you, I mean, you can't. Those hamstring injuries suck. All right, let's hear some three interesting stats. So I was doing some studying and I found an article by I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody on Twitter, and what he broke down was the wide receiver target share of all the wide receivers on your on that team. So, for example, the first guy plays for New Orleans. He caught 67.9% of that team's targets on the season. Okay. So that means he's getting over two-thirds of targets for that for that team. Mike Thomas. So you're getting that many targets. You should have huge games. Number two was uh, Malcolm – not Malcolm Brown. Uh, Brown for Baltimore. Number two on target share? Target share for their team. Okay. So for Baltimore, he is getting 52.7% target share just for Baltimore. Okay. Uh, number three was Allen Robinson at 49.4% of all of Chicago's passing. Uh, Key, uh, Adam Thaleen was coming in next at 47.6. Keenan Allen was right next to him with 47.3. Here's a here's an interesting one. Kenny Galladay at 43.9. Cortland Sutton at 42.7, Cooper Cup at 41.6, and Tyler Lockett at 41.4. I was actually, those last two guys you mentioned were the ones I was like, I was like, why am I not hearing either one of their names right now? But I mean, just go go right down this list and think about that. All these guys are getting f- at least 40% of their team's targets every single week, basically. So do you want Kenny Galladay on your team? I mean, by this, I think you have to. I mean, it, it's showing well, you that. Well, this is just one metric, but like, yeah. 
do you like? Do you think he is a guy? Because I, as I mentioned before, I don't know if 50, it was with 50. you or Anthony. Uh, he's completely touchdown dependent. Yeah, he's fifty fifty. Sometimes he'll catch him. Sometimes he won't. So 50/50. I mean, just because you're getting fifty percent of the uh, target share for your team, or forty three point nine percent, if you're only catching fifty percent of that, so essentially you're only catching twenty five percent of your team's targets. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, and that for me, that's not that's not good enough. No, and that's not good enough for him. But we're also seeing that these guys are the focal point of their offense. Oh. So guys like Allen Robinson that we talked about earlier, and Cooper Cup that we talked about earlier, these are these are things that should continue to go on. Well, I have Allen Robinson. You can make me an offer. I will uh, take him. Six league. I will take him. I would like another running back. Actually, I don't know what I I don't know what I need in that league. That team that team is stacked. Yeah, that team is stacked. Speaking of running back, I'll get on to the next thing. All right. So. The 2017 running back draft. Oh, class. I, I already saw this. One. Freaking ridiculous! It, it came another one that came from Twitter, and I'll just read them off. Number four drafted Leonard Fournette. Number eight drafted Christian McCaffrey. Number 41 Dalvin Cook. Number 48 Joe Mixon. Number 67 I think it is Alvin Kamara. Number 86 Kareem Hunt. Number 165 James Connor, or 105 James Connor. Number 119, Tariq Cohen. Number 143, Marlon Mack. Number 182, Aaron Jones. Number 248, Chris Carson. Two undrafted free agents, uh, Eckler for San Diego and Matt Breida for San Francisco. How freaking phenomenal is that draft class? No, it's great, but you know what that tells me? Depending on your situation, and this is something even my buddy will agree with me, uh, CJ, he and I were talking about the other day about like, not reaching how GMs should not reach for certain players that you can find value anywhere. Mm-hmm. Don't be sold on any or like don't be set on any one guy. You got to be flexible. Got to be fluid. Uh, but sometimes your situation dictates it. But honestly, it tells me that I'll as as an owner right now. If you told me where any one of those guys were drafted and anything that they were dealing with, the one guy I would probably take over the like on where he was drafted or whatever on based on his value. I'll take Matt Breida or Austin Eckler undrafted over all those guys just because I didn't have to spend draft capital. And on top of that, like, I just see, like, all of them are great. All of them, fantasy-wise, are phenomenal. But uh, so Chris Carson has dealt with injuries, broken legs, stuff like that, uh, and fumble problems this year. Aaron Jones, small tissue injuries. Uh, Marlon Mack, ankle injuries and small tissue injuries. Tariq Cohen is kind of like a specialty player, not, not an every-down back. Connor has dealt with injuries, uh, although I still love Connor. I I mean, I loved him at Pitt. Kareem Hunt just needs to not kick people. <laughs> Kamara, at that point where he was drafted, that would be the one player I'd probably take over everybody else. But, yeah. I mean, that's a phenomenal group of running backs right there. That's it, ridiculous. Every every one of those guys has been has put up in fantasy running back one numbers. Yeah. I like, agree. Not just top 12. They've all put up, had a game where they've all put up at least a top, like the number one running back in a week. Christian McCaffrey, Fournette, Cook, Mixon, Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Connor, Cohen, Mack, Aaron Jones, Carson, Eckler, Breida. I mean, some, some of them did it this week. Yep. I agree. So speaking of this week, how about Christian McCaffrey? We already talked about how great he was. This is the last third final fact that I have. Christian McCaffrey has 866 yards from scrimmage. That's more than Zeke and Todd Gurley combined. They combined for 816 yards from scrimmage. Do you know how phenomenal that is? Well, Christian McCaffrey's a, a freak. So a, yes. a ridiculous freak. At his current pace, 
He's he's on pace to score 2,771 yards from scrimmage. That will beat the record held by CJ2K, Chris Johnson, 2,000, whatever, 2,000, by 260-ish yards. Dude, Christian McCaffrey is in every down back, and that's what people worried about with him when he was coming to the league is that he wouldn't be able to sustain the workload. But the one thing that I mentioned last year when North Turner, North Turner came there, North Turner's offenses always feature one guy exclusively. Yeah, I mean, and we had 23 years of that information, and that's why I was like, that's why last year you saw me. I was trying to get get him everywhere you can, everywhere yep. I could. So far this year, he's had two games with at least he's had two games with 10 receptions as a running back. That's freaking phenomenal. Yeah. He's number one in rush rushing catch uh, catches. I think he's number two. Touches, uh, fantasy points, and snaps at the running back position. He's got seven total touchdowns. He's got 587 total rushing yards and 279 receiving yards. Like this dude is a beast. Right now, I think and I I know it's always kind of like a default quarterback uh, award, but I think he should be the MVP favorite as of right now. That's where I was leading you to. My next question would be: Do you think he's MVP candidate or number one as the MVP, or is that Russell Wilson? Who do you think MVP is right now at this point? I think the top two, well, I think it's Christian McCaffrey and then Russell Wilson. Do you think McCaffrey could handle this workload for the entire season? I do. Yeah. That is, it's going to be ridiculous and it's going to be hard, but I, I can't wait La- to see Last he year, he, he pretty much did the same thing. Yeah. they So in the last game, they took him out and put his replacement in, and his replacement ran for an 85-yard touchdown just like that, too. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That could have been his. He was on the sideline shaking his head like, that should have been mine. That oh, hole was there for me. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. I think that kind of wraps up the podcast for the day. Yeah. It's nice and good and quick. Uh, all right. Well, uh, 816podcasting.com, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, what else we have? Instagram. Instagram, Facebook page. Uh, you can get a hold of us at, I'm at Thomas Carlack on Twitter. At McCoy CE. We also have a 816 podcast. You can get a hold of us through that. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we have. I said YouTube, right? Because yep. I get in trouble when I don't say YouTube. You said YouTube. We also the, the YouTube is pretty cool because it's in black and white. It has like that old, uh, the old vintage feel to it. I kind of like it. All right, that's but all I got. Thanks for listening. I Halloween appreciate it. Chases on the case. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye bye now. <laughs>